Breaking news, by the way, from the NHL. Robin Leonard will miss the entire upcoming season after it was determined he will require hip surgery. How do you see the Pacific Division shaking out next year, given the way it unfolded last year? Well, it just changed a little bit right now. When Robin played the Oilers, for example, and a chance to see him up close and personal, I, I thought he played quite well. I, right now, I think the two Alberta teams are probably going to lead the way in the Pacific. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Hope you're ready for the weekend. We're going to kick it off for you here live from Rogers Place. It's the RP Show, episode number 819 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. I'm with Lee Genier. How are you doing, sir? Fantastic, as usual. Good to hear. Good to hear the COO of the Rod Peterson Show Corporation. And we are here for day four of the World Junior Hockey Championship. But uh, listen... There's going to be a lot of football talk here today. Uh, Fridays are reserved for the gridiron. And joining us live in the next segment will be Great Cup champion, former Edmonton Elks color commentator, Eddie Steele. Former Edmonton Eskimo, Hamilton Tucker Cat, and Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to be right here. Uh, the general manager of the Western Hockey League champion Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill, is going to be with us. My old buddy, Hilly, he used to play for the Pats when I called the games. I'm looking forward to seeing him. And the voice of the Edmonton Oilers on 630 Ched, Cam Moon, going to be with us right down How here. So it's that? a big day, Lee. Yeah, those are the guests. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And let's get right down to it. Please and thank you. Tell all your friends. Send out the texts. The RP Show is live on YouTube right now. Let's get the numbers up. Please be sure to like it. Tell your friends to subscribe because you love the show so much. We're going to start with football, Lee, because we do have the hockey guests coming in later on. But it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers' perfect season is kaput. Winnipeg lost 20-17 to in overtime at IG Field on Thursday night to the 3-6 and six Montreal Alouettes. David Cote hit a 43-yard field goal in overtime to put Montreal up before Mark Leggio hit the upright and missed on a 37-yard field goal with a chance to tie it up again and go to a second overtime. The teams had met just a week earlier in Montreal with the Bombers winning that one by 15. This was the upset of the season in the Canadian Football League. What do you think? Yeah, going into there, because Winnipeg was favored by 11 points going in. So you saw Montreal brought it yesterday. Their defense, they got to the quarterback. Their pass rush was amazing last night. And I know the big debate with did Winnipeg lose it or did Montreal win it? So, um, you know, we could get into that. But, but we uh, are going to get into that. And yeah. this is a guy who spent, was it officially 20 seasons with the Calgary Stampeders? Yes. As their vice president of uh, sales and marketing and business. And, of course, you all know my 20 years in the Canadian Football League with the Rough Riders. We have an idea how the game goes and it was my contention that the bombers lost it they were i didn't look at the team stats in terms of yardage gain and so forth but the bombers were the better team in the game don't you think well they were on offense um for the most part the numbers showed that but you know what like i said is is montreal's pass rush was pretty dominant last night and people saying well was it winnipeg's o-line that you know was that was lacking. So, I mean, what, you know, six and one half dozen of the other here. Yeah. And so, you know, they got to Colaris, which, uh, you know, really made a huge difference in that game. And then, yeah, missing two field goals. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if a receiver misses a catch in the end zone, is that the same thing as a kicker missing a field goal? So, you know what? Is it? 
Yeah, I'm going to say it is. It's a mistake. Absolutely. So. You know, it's, uh, you know, everybody's give it, a given. You know, they move the hash marks in and they talk about how kickers are, you know, it's, this is going to be a better year for kickers. And I've seen from this year more missed kicks and game deciding kicks this year. Look at Montreal, Toronto earlier this year. So um, it has really become a factor. So uh, it's, it's, like I say, it's all part of the game. So missing a field goal is no different to me than a missed pass in the end zone. Well, you got a mistake, a mistake, but the thing is the kicker will always wear the goat horns because they're right there with the game on the line. You know, that's we're all talking about Mark Leggio today. And I remember last year he was missing kicks then. And Bomber fans were upset about their kicker. They said, if we don't get our kicking situation figured out, we're not going to win the Grey Cup. Well, they never really got it figured out, and they still went on to win the Grey Cup. Here's a question for you Bomber fans. I'm speaking to you specifically. And if you're watching on Game Plus television out there in Winnipeg, which is carried on Bell MTS cable, you tell me. This would be a good poll question, actually. Would you rather win a Grey Cup this year or go 18-0? This isn't the poll question, but maybe if I put a little more thought into it, it should have been the poll question. I'll tell you what it is coming up because it's CFL related. And now here's Sean Holm on YouTube says bomber kicking game, lost the game again. Lee said it. We saw the Argos miss a game on a kick. The Owls miss a game on a kick. Now the bombers miss a game on a kick. And these narrower hash marks were supposed to make kicking easier. Maybe we need a kicking analyst, and maybe we could get Jeff Reinbold back on the air because he had to uh, stop being our CFL analyst when he went to work in the MILF League, the Major League Football League, which is officially defunct. But the question for Bomber fans, would you rather go 18-0 or would you rather win a Grey Cup? You don't get a ring for going 18-0, but you would go down in history. Yeah, well, I think they'd rather win another Grey Cup. But the thing is, they've already got two, so it reminds me of a sad time in my family's life when my dad passed away and we had his Stanley Cup ring and his Memorial Cup ring and we were trying to decide which of his three sons it was going to go to. And my mom said, well, Roddy already has two great cup rings. We're like, Mom, it doesn't work like that. No. It doesn't work like that. In the end, I never got the rings, but I digress. Would you rather go 18-0 or would you rather win a great cup? All things being equal, the 1989 Edmonton Eskimos, which has come up quite a bit just this week. Oh, they're the best team in CFL history because they were 16-2, and two, but they lost the West Final to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So the question, the answer would be yes. You'd rather win a Grey Cup, but they've already won their Grey Cup. So my saying right now is this bomber team this year, Winnipeg, would you rather go 18-0 or would you rather win a Grey Cup? Because to be honest, now that I think about it, you made a good point. On offense, they were sound, but defensively, they didn't do much. No. No. Not, not their usual Winnipeg defense. No, not not their for sure. So, I mean, it, it exposed some weak links, and uh, I think you want to see that. I mean, it's now the uh, mid you know midpoint of the season, just past the midpoint of the season. I think you want to notice those, like I say, early on and uh, make adjustments for any team, right? So, and I think it's CFL is in any given night. I think any team can beat another team in this league. So, yeah. Well, listen. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod, come on. What kind of poll question is that? The point is, follow with me. Jeff, the Stamps fan, it's like we operate on separate channels. I'm on channel 57. He's on channel 11, right? You're never going to hear what I'm saying. Never. 
What I'm saying is you've already won the last two Grey Cups. So this 2022 Winnipeg season, you already got your rings. So would you rather not? Would you rather go 18-0 this year or win a third consecutive Grey Cup? It probably still sounds like an odd question, but I think it's reasonable. That's what sports talk is for. Um, I've seen the debate. I heard this with going into the Canton, the Pro Football Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago. Somebody said, would you rather be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame or would you rather win a Super Bowl? You'd rather win the Super Bowl. But I, somebody right. actually said, I heard them say, I'd rather go in the Hall of Fame. And then you're remembered forever. I would always want to win the championship. Always, always take the championship. Great individual achievements, but over a team, no. You always take a, take a championship win. Um, we're going to move on. Arlen Bruce has chimed in, the great AB3. And he says, uh, good morning, RP show. Is Orlando Steinauer on the hot seat for the 2022 season? That's my former 04 Grey Cup champion teammate from Ireland. We're getting our steps out of place, our, uh, our steps. How can you tell I had a 12-step meeting this morning? No, we're getting our topics out of place, but that's okay, out of order. Let's say after tonight, let's answer that question, AB3. Because it's Orlando Steinauer's Hamilton Tiger Cats home to the Toronto Argonauts. And that is our poll question today. Who wins tonight in the Battle of Ontario? You can throw the logo up. There you go, guys. The Argos are now favored to win by a point and a half. It's, the line shifted ever since the Tiger Cats announced that Matthew Schiltz will be the starting quarterback. I went in and read the pregame uh, coverage of this. Dane Evans has gone to the one-game injured list. He hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire. The poll question is, who wins tonight, Toronto or Hamilton? And the last I looked, over 70% on Twitter are saying the Argos will win. That would drop Hamilton to 2-7 and seven if they did. But in, in Orlando's case, he'd have to fire himself. He's the GM now, too, is he not? He I think is. He is. Yeah. That's going to have to come from uh, God or, or Scott. Or close, Scott Mitchell. Close. Scott Mitchell. <laughs> What are you smiling about? How about that? I like to laugh every once in a while. Yeah. By the way, it it didn't pick up. CFL News didn't pick it up or CFL headlines on Twitter. You want to pick it up now. Lee, this CFL icon, multiple. How many great cups do you got? Three? Three. Yeah. Said he, not that he's hearing, but he predicts that this is Randy Ambrosi's last season as commissioner of the Canadian Football League. Put that on Twitter, folks. That's from Lee saying it on the RP show. I bet him that it's not, and you're not standing down from that contention, are you? No, no. I uh, What I've seen over the last couple of years, and I've seen this year is pretty anemic coming out of the league office and uh, Randy's leadership. So fantastic individual, but, um, you know, to move this lead forward, they need better leadership and uh, a better thought pattern of on the business side moving forward. Jennifer, what's coming out of the CFL office, I'm not impressed at all. And if that falls under him, which I guess it does, uh, maybe a change is in order. But I'm not advocating for a change. I don't care as much as you. Nelson Hackowich, one of our viewers, says, we can all agree this is one of the most exciting CFL seasons in recent memory. Good play, close games, 23 or 36 or 63% of games decided inside three minutes. Uh, are you sure which one? Yeah, they've been close game. That finish last night, I just thought was classic CFL. Absolutely. Unpredictable. Absolutely, it was. It, it, I don't know if it's a kicker's market now. or You might want to dust off the leg. It's funny because I had a guy write me last night, a junior hockey legend. He said, you might want to get your pads dusted off. Slovakia might need a goalie. 
11-1 Canada last night over Slovakia. And I'm like, retired, and I left the building. Elvis left the building yesterday when Canada went up huge. But how many kickers? Is, is kicking like riding a bike that you could just come off the couch and... No, well, clearly not. You know, you've got all these kickers. They're missing. So, you know, maybe it's become more of a technical game, right? John Massey, my frenemy here in Edmonton, says, Ambrosia is all rah-rah. No action. Put down the pom-poms, Randy. John Lynch would say he's a member of the Atana Club. All talk and no action. Atana Club. John Lynch. How about that? I'm sure he would. Yes. John Frenzy is uh, doing fine. Just so you know. So there's a lot of CFL talk off the top. And by the way, Eddie Steele coming up in the next segment, I think. i got to check my phone. We're not as big official operation as TSN over here. He's got an army of people letting people in. Eddie, just parking and walking to the door. He'll bon, find his bon chance that Eddie Steele will be with us today. That's good luck in French, as you know. We yes. oui. um, Hey. Text World Juniors now in all caps to 902 518 to be entered to win a set of tickets to the World Juniors quarter, semi, or final tournament games. The number's on the screen. World Juniors right now. Text in. You want to go for free? You want to get in out of the heat? It is so cold in here. How cold is it, Rod? I saw a squirrel in here holding his nuts up against a heater. I'm not going there. Point two, Canada's World Junior Hockey Team will have the day off before playing the Czech Republic Saturday in their preliminary round on Thursday. The Canadians defeated Slovakia 11-1 with the help of Mason McTavish's four-goal, two-assist effort. He was one of nine players to have multi-point performances in a winning effort, including Connor Bedard. Canada now 2-0. They, again, will play the Czechs on Saturday. We'll be here. Uh, We've covered uh, Friday Night Football. The 163rd running of the $1 million Queen's Plate is back Sunday, August 21st. The first jewel of the OLG Canadian Triple Crown of Thoroughbred Racing is North America's oldest continuously run stakes event, showcasing Canada's top three-year-old thoroughbreds is the highlight of Woodbine's Queen's Plate. Purchase your tickets today. There's not many left. There's not many left, so to, get out there. Yeah, to enjoy all that Woodbine Racetrack has to offer during the Queen's Plate at woodbine.com. Eddie made it, everybody. <coughs> Eddie's here. Get a new suit, Eddie? No, yeah, I think you should. Uh, Point four, the Toronto Blue Jays will look to find the win column for the first time in five days when they kick off a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians tonight. Toronto lost two straight to Baltimore before the series finale was postponed on Wednesday due to rain. Jose Barrios will get the the start on the mound for the Jays tonight. Cal Quantrill will start for the uh, Guardians. Uh, by the way, Edo Japan, let's get a word in with them. With more than 160 restaurants nationwide, Edo Japan is proud to be Canadian-owned and operated for more than 40 years. Last point, Lee, in the two minutes that we have left, NFL preseason Thursday, Baltimore beat Tennessee 23-10. I think it's the Ravens' 21st consecutive preseason victory. Yeah, you saw that? I did see that, and I don't know if that means anything. Probably not. Uh, but I would then bet on them in the preseason because you can bet on them at Bet Regal. By the way, do us a favor and go sign up at betregal.ca. Yeah, huh? absolutely. Uh, yeah. Do that today or over the weekend. Betregal.ca and just sign up. You can play games for free. It's rather option right on there. Play sportsbook. Use the promo code Legends for a welcome bonus when you sign up. Would you do that for me? I don't ask you people for much, but please sign up at betregal.ca. They're our exclusive betting partner. 
and the Giants beat the Patriots 23-21. My question to you, and the now minute that we have left, is how much do you follow NFL preseason? Uh, you know, I really, I'll pay attention to it a little bit, but um, once the season starts, I am laser focused. So. so you only watch a little bit because why? Um, you know, it just, it doesn't really pique my interest. You got players, like I say, miss taking, taking preseason off. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a big opening week fan. And from there, I'm uh, laser yeah. focused for the, I follow a little bit to see who did what in the Cowboys games, but overall, not a lot. Okay. Eddie Steele in next Lee. We'll see you a little later in the show. I look forward to it. It's the RP show of flame tech football Friday. We'll be right back. You're watching on game plus television, YouTube live and 24 hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Look at that, a live licking at a practice this morning here at Rogers Place. It's just a doubleheader today on day four of the World Junior. Sweden versus Austria at 12 p.m. Mountain, followed by Latvia versus Slovakia at 4 p.m. Canada off, no night game, maybe a night to hit a movie or watch some CFL football. The great Eddie Steele joins us here at Rogers Place. I appreciate you getting in, Eddie. Nah, it's awesome to be with you. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Always good to come of and course. chat. You know this, Barn? You know your way around or what? Uh, a little bit. I've been in here for a few games, but uh, I know the barn up the street a little bit better. Uh, yes. Commonwealth. Well, do, are we going to jump right into it? Riders Elks? That's why I'm here. Why not, right? That's why I'm yeah. here. Uh, we, got, we got a lot to get to with our man, Eddie Steele. Uh, was it nine seasons in the CFL, by yes, the way? Sir. Nine. Great Cup champion. Hamilton, Sask, Edmonton. Um, this is a big game. They're calling it must win for the Riders. I would say it's a must win for both, you know, in all honesty, especially you look at the standings and how the, the second half of the season lines up, especially for the Riders. It's a dangerous second half. In uh, the Elks, they're in desperation mode too because if they come out and they beat the Riders, well, they're a game back out of a potential playoff spot. And the Riders, they're steering down the pipe at, uh, what, three against Winnipeg, two against Calgary, two against BC. So it's, uh, it's going to be a tough slugging. Yeah, so what is your read on this Edmonton team? Because you're here, you obviously watch every game. Um, they've been destroyed by BC twice. Were they as bad as the score indicated in both cases? I mean, the score is the score for a reason. You can look for any type of loophole you want, but whenever a team can put up those types of points and uh, move the ball somewhat effortlessly, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. I think it's a flat-out butt-whooping, and they've done it two times now in a row, so uh, it's not just a coincidence that it happened once. They've, they've done it, they've watched the tape, and they came out and did it again. Are you seeing, and we've talked about this before, not in person, but I've had you on the show, this season have you are you seeing a method to jones madness or not yeah i mean you are absolutely seeing it because if you look history is proving itself all over again you were there in saskatchewan for his first year and how similar does it look to what he's doing right now you know they'll probably come out of the season with you know somewhat similar wins five six maybe seven wins who knows about the playoff crossover because the east but it's the same thing, rotating, shuffling guys, because he's trying to find those puzzles and fit those pieces in. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Saskatchewan wasn't good his first year there. You know, they were a bottom feeder team. But the next year and the year after, 
And now look what they're still producing with a lot of key guys that he had brought in from those tough years. So he's it's working. You know, it's a it's a proud CFL city. I've said that forever. And although I've had my battles with Calgary, we never, ever, ever, ever fought with Edmonton as a city or as a team. I don't, they just it's not that Calgary is in class, but there's something about Edmonton they just it's like they're above that petty stuff. But they don't like losing. Right. You know where I'm going? Yeah, I do. And and there's obviously a reason why you settled in Edmonton. It's a a great place. Um, But when you preach patience to people, how do they respond to that? Well, it's tough because people are paying money, right? And when it's someone's money and their dollar out of their own pocket, they want to see you produce. But the reality is rebuilds happen and rarely does it happen here in Edmonton. Uh, The thing is in Edmonton been spoiled, very spoiled. You look back to the glory years uh, now uh, with hockey, they have the best player in the world, two of the best players in the world spoiled with talent, spoiled with championships. So they're not used to having those uncomfortable years right now. It's an uncomfortable year. We went through it in 2013 with Cavis Reed. It was an ugly year that year. Chris Jones came in in 14, turned us around 15, won the cup. And uh, you know, you just got to last through those lean years and stay true to it. Uh, Arlen Bruce watching out in Vancouver, AB3. He says, Mr. Eddie Steele, you have come a long way since I played with you in Hamilton. You are definitely Sportsnet or TSN ready, bro. You are Sportsnet talent now, right? That's uh, still a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. Hopefully the opportunity's there again coming for this upcoming Grey Cup. But it was a, it was a lot of fun. And uh, Arash Madani, he's, uh, he's a pro's pro. What does he mean by you've come a long way? And I asked that because you and I got acquainted in 2017, your first season in Sask. And you've always been... This guy, this smiling, classy, hardworking guy. Were you not always that? Uh, you know, you're young and dumb when you get into were the we? league. Yeah, yeah, we're all been there, right? I was 21 years old, drafted out of college, you know, had a really successful career in college, and I got drafted to Hamilton. My last name, for those who don't know it, Eddie Steele. Perfect so fit. I thought I was, I was going to take over the city. Yeah, Steele coming to Steele Town. Not the case, however, but you realize quickly how to mature and how to grow up and how to survive nine years. There's a reason the pro career average is only three and a half years years a lot of guys they don't do the right thing they don't approach the game the right way I feel like I did that but uh, I've matured along the way made my mistakes but here I am like to consider myself somewhat successful I got the best of you there's no doubt and before we switch gears to the Sask thing I gotta ask you on the air you got let go he's got his Elks great or Eskimos great cup ring on and you got let go by 630 Chad their rights holder for criticizing the coach and the GM Morris of the GM, right? Brock Sunderland? Yeah, yeah, the GM. And, and then by, what, five, six, seven weeks later, you were proven right because they were all fired. But I didn't see you get rehired by Chet. Yeah, How no reason. You? you know, honestly, uh, I'm at peace with all the whole situation. It ended up working out really well for me. Um, and no negative feelings towards the guys I was working with, with Chad Morley and all those guys. Still have a good relationship with them all. But the reality is I said what I said. Uh, I felt very convicted in my heart about the truth. And lo and behold, it was the truth. And they go and they fired everybody. So to be honest, when they fired everybody, not look like that's what I wanted out of the situation. I just wanted attention brought to where uh, there was some mishaps and all of it. And when they fired everybody, it was very vindicating because it was just proving everything that I said was right. So uh, it was all good with Chad. I have a tough time seeing a big corporation 
doubling back and uh, I'm, I'm a small fish in a big pond so I, I don't think that would ever happen and it wasn't something that I ever expected to happen but I'm at peace because it worked out and you can sleep at night knowing you were right you said right. it not me <laughs> yeah but then so when the sports net thing happened I recall because it was just last year yeah right and you're going to gray cup to cover that and so you did kind of fall forward if that was a thing right so how much are you are you enjoying that yeah, it, it was awesome. And to be honest, in terms of the media, because I'm doing a little bit of stuff with uh, the riders now for their pregame, uh, it's never something I've actively sought out. And that's what I think a lot of people, uh, especially I get some flack on Twitter, they uh, they think that I'm some sort of media personality. I, I'm not. Like People have asked me to come and do things. And if you're going to ask me to come and speak and say my word, I'll, I'll do it. But it's not be like... Be careful a, what you ask. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Yeah. And you'll get, you'll get the truth of the matter, especially when it comes to CFL, because I've been there, done that. I think I have a little bit of knowledge with it. So, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. It's not something that I'm actively seeking, but hey. I, I love it and I enjoy it. So to the riders, I didn't realize that you were doing uh, the work with them. I haven't been following what's going on there, but what I am following is a three-game losing streak, and I did see Melt Stiegel say on TSN this week that the riders are the most disappointing team so far in this season. There were a lot of people going into the year, football people, agents and so forth, that didn't expect much for them to begin with. So at 4-4 four and four and in fourth place... It's not surprising a lot of people. It's surprising a lot of their fans, though. What's your read on Sask? You know, it's uh, they are where their record says they should be, you know, in all honesty. Don't want to be that guy who's having to double back a few weeks ago, but they haven't won since the dark cloud of the, Mar- the Marino incident. And uh, they've gone through a lot of adversity uh, in terms of Cody, his injury, uh, the offensive line, Dan Clark, which I heard, is he practicing? I heard he's practicing again, which is, which is nuts coming off the injury he had. Uh, lots of adversity, but, you know, they are right where they should be, I think. There's been some discipline issues, and uh, they have a tough, tough end of the schedule, like I said. And they got to pull out dubs when they can, especially against a team who's perceived weaker with the Elks. Uh, so this is a huge matchup this week. Who do you think's going to win? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Chris Jones and the Elks, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're... Uh, he knows how to watch tape, and especially with quarterbacks, he knows how to really isolate on guys. I've been in those meetings with him, and he's going to have a plan for Cody, especially since Cody is somewhat limited with his running ability. So I'm going to go with the Elks, and I think they're going to come out aggressive. And they need this win at home. They haven't won at home in three years. Oh, Riders favored by six, but I'm kind of feeling what you're saying. <laughs> There's the pressure on the Riders, but that home losing streak here for the Elks is 11 games. They haven't won at home since they changed their team name. What's their What's the locker room mindset of the Elks wanting to end this? It's, they're going to be fuming. Oh, you got to be. But the funny thing is, with the amount of roster t- turnover, there's so many guys who don't uh, probably are so aloof to the fact that they haven't won in three years you know, around exactly yeah. <laughs> you know it's brought up and it's spoken about but it's not like they're there and they've been in those trenches but man they they need to win just for the fans forget the locker room the fans and the people of edmonton are starving for a home win i know it firsthand rich robertson watching on youtube says brock sunderland ruined the franchise it will take years to rebuild this is 100 percent in oilers town now well, there you go. That's how that's how they feel. I'm hearing a lot of that. Now, you, I saw you openly call out 
the owner of the Alouettes, Gary Stern, the other day for firing Kahari Jones. Did, I didn't see that you got a response. No, didn't get a response, and uh, it, it wasn't even so much a call-out. I just wanted to, because he responds to everybody, most people that I see, you know, and I just, you know, wanted the truth of what's going on, like, and it's not like he owes me the truth or anything, but, you know, he's pretty liberal out there, so I figured I would ask the question, uh, because, you know, it was alluded to in the press conference, and we all know the discipline issues, it's been a dead horse that's been beaten over. Uh, but that was the big reason. And I just I want to know what the reason for the coaching change was. Now, look, they just beat Winnipeg last night. So, hey, that, maybe there's the reason. Maybe they're a better team <laughs> maybe for it. Maybe more than we do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, you know what the reason is. Danny Matocha wanted the job. Um, but I'll tell you what, he, the Kahari's another guy uh, who – he's not a guy that called me, but I have a lot of people calling me saying, Rod, I got fired. I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, well, I know the feeling. You know the feeling. I don't know what to tell you. And Kahari will land on his feet other than to say that everything happens for a reason. By the way, um, we have questions now coming in for Eddie, which doesn't surprise me. Arlen Bruce with one. He says, elephant in the room. Why isn't Deron Carter playing wide receiver or slot back? That's crazy. His dad must be going nuts. From being a teammate of his, uh, we all know freak athlete, right? He's a freak athlete. He can do it all. And <laughs> probably what did him in at the receiver position was an uh, infamous game back in, what, 2017, was it? With uh, an infamous call by someone here who oh, said, yeah, told yeah. someone to shut up. Uh, and I think How what did run in was he had an impact in his limited time at DB. So I think that made a lot of people – Chris Jones believe that he is a good defensive back, which he can be a good defensive back just solely off his athleticism. So, you know, what did him in, I think, at the receiver position is he did so good at DB and he made so many splash plays. Victim of his own success, really, in a way. But Chris Jones wouldn't have him there if he didn't think he was better there than at receiver. That's why. But uh, when they played BC the other night, I was going back and forth between the Blue Jays game and the Lions and Elks. And every time I went back to the CFL game, Deron was getting run ragged, and he couldn't cover his guy. Like It just looked yeah. like they were picking on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was noticeable. Like You yeah. could definitely see it. There was uh, some issues out there, so see if they get that ironed out or what's going to be the case. Who knows? Well, he'll be at safety tomorrow. Are you able to stick around for one more segment? Yeah, I'm good. Eddie Steele with his Great Cup champion. We're live from Rogers Place. On the way, the voice of the Oilers, Cam Moon, and the general manager of the Oil Kings, Kurt Hill, you're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-Hour Sports Radio, streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Flame Tech Football Friday continues live from Rogers Place, but the World Juniors are going on here, and I have to tell you a sports update before we rejoin with Eddie Steele. Carter Mazur scored twice in the USA five-goal second period, and the defending America champion Americans beat Switzerland 7-1 Thursday night to improve to 2-0 here at the World Juniors. Our guy, Landon Slaggard, who sat in Eddie's chair yesterday, popped one home for the States last night. It was a good game. Canada had four goals and a pair of assists from Captain Mason McTavish in an 11-1 route 
of Slovakia at the World Juniors. They'll play the Czechs on Saturday. And in the early game, Finland beat Czechia 4-3 in a shootout. It's the first and only game to go to extra time here at the World Jays. And baseball, Drew Smiley struck out nine in five scoreless innings, and the Chicago Cubs beat the Cincinnati Reds 4-2 in Major League Baseball's second Field of Dreams game. Seiya Suzuki reached home three times, and Nick Madrigal had three hits for the Cubs. The night began with Ken Griffey Jr. and his father emerging from the iconic corn stalks to play catch in the outfield to the delight of the sellout crowd of 7,823. This sports update for Edo Japan. With more than 160 restaurants nationwide, Edo Japan is proud to be Canadian-owned and operated for more than 40 years. And for River Cree, they bring you the best in live entertainment. September 9th, Tim Hicks brings his 0-60 Tour 2022 to River Cree, delivering track after track with unparalleled quality and consistency. Tim Hicks' ascent as an elite chart-topping act since making his country label debut in 2013 is undeniable. See you there at River Cree. That's a perfect segue with Eddie. The viewers are writing in saying, Eddie, you look fresh. You look GQ. You said River Cree has uh, been very, very good to you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell our yeah. viewers what you're doing uh, now post-career. Yeah. Post-football. Yeah, post-football career. Uh, my, my new life. I'm in uh, sales for a chemical maintenance company. So do a lot of traveling, put a lot of kilometers on. I tell people my office is uh, four tires and a steering wheel. I, I just got a new car uh, two months ago to the day, Rod. And nice. uh, I was getting some work done to it this morning, just a little routine service because normally you get this service check in six months down the road. But I put on 9,000 kilometers already in the first two months. So. Yeah, I'm I'm pounding the pavement, but uh, it's been great building a lot of good relationships. I do a lot of work with arenas, rec centers, public works, counties, municipalities, hospitals. So a lot of traveling, but a lot of relationships, and uh, life's been great. It seems to be working for you, and and I don't want to say other than you. <laughs> you said the stressful life of football. You don't realize it until mm -hmm. you aren't in it yeah you you right. don't the eggshells the eggshells that you the constant pressure the the pressure if you have a bad game or if you uh, have a couple missteps and you're not doing the right thing in practice the fact that you could come into your locker room the next day and see someone new or you could see three new faces there to try and replace you so yeah it's it's a nice feeling and it's a nice peace of mind to be in a state where you're not constantly having to worry about your job, job security, what's going to happen in the off season, how many game checks am I going to save because you're trying to calculate when the checks stop coming in in the off season because the, the money doesn't keep coming. People don't realize that uh, once the games are done, no more pay. So you got to budget and a lot of guys don't budget properly. So uh, it, it's nice. I'm in a very nice pl uh, place in life and uh, a lot of peace and Family's healthy, young kids are healthy and progressing. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm very fortunate. That's all you can ask. Yeah. Uh, Tim, or sorry, in, where is it? In Red Deer. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm sorry. Oh, BW in Edmonton says Brock didn't ruin the Edmonton Elks. It started with Danny Machocha years <laughs> ago. But they did sandwich that Grey Cup championship yeah. in the middle of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we won a Grey Cup. I mean, you can't say anybody. How, how, how can you say someone ruined a franchise a uh, decade plus ago? Uh, I know they got rid of Ricky Ray, and I can appreciate that. And 
you know, he went on to Toronto and did great things. I totally can appreciate that. But ruining a franchise would mean they're still in disarray and turmoil. But we won a great cup, and we had uh, a couple of really successful years. Mike Riley had some tremendous years as a quarterback here and a lot of winning, uh, even after I moved on to the Riders. So I can't, you can't say they ruined the franchise. Brock Sunderland, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, he sunk the ship nearly. You know, I yeah. wouldn't say it was completely <laughs> flooded, but it, it wasn't good. But they're doing the right things, and they have the right people. It's gonna, you just got to be patient, and it's going to happen. And, you know, a lot of people are questioning Chris Jones, and I'm not up here um, being his advocate or anything, but the guy, you just, he's proven. And you just got to trust in what he's done. I've been there. I've done it with him. I've won, and he's proven. And this mold that he's doing is exactly like what he's done in Edmonton and Saskatchewan, and it's one, he's won there. Well, and speaking of, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat writes in and says, uh, Roger's place looks awesome on the outside. It absolutely does, and it looks awesome on the inside. So I just thought I'd pass that along. Jack Fulton in Alberta, Vulcan, Alberta, says, Eddie nailed it. That's why I started Life Choice Dynamics 15 years ago. Uh, he helps players post-career with the money uh, saving and planning. William Degenstein on YouTube says, Chris Jones is the worst coach. There's a lot of people that you're never going to convince otherwise, and I respect that. Yeah, I was speaking totally. at a banquet in Paradise Hill, Saskatchewan. I can't remember when, f- five years ago or something, with Daryl Sutter, Brian Sutter, Buddy Benz Miller, Rachel Homan. And I sat at a table. You know how they bid to have you yep. sit with them? Yep. And this lady, she was older, man. She's 75. And I brought up Chris Jones. And she's like, <laughs> I hate Chris Jones. He got rid of my West End wrestler, and I'll never forgive him for that. And I'm like, you, you should get over it, but I'm not going to tell you to get over it. Yeah. People sometimes just they don't forget that stuff. Yeah, and I get the uh, <clears throat> excuse me allure, uh, again, with fans, because you're paying your money. You're paying money to see them play and perform, and you're paying money for the jersey and the merchandise. But it's a business, just like anything else. And I don't care who we are and what walk of life, we all have a shelf life. And depending on what industry you're in, we have a shelf life and it might come sooner than others. And that's the reality with football. And it is a business. It's the biggest meat market you could imagine. And people don't see the behind the scenes things, but you're just a number. And the minute you sign that contract, they're looking to replace you. They're looking to go younger and cheaper. So that's just the reality of football. And it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. Lastly, before I let you go, you mentioned Mike Riley. I saw a comment the other day. Somebody said the caliber of quarterback play isn't where it was. And I remember that Young Guns, wasn't that long ago we were talking about the Young Guns and they were Zach Caleros and Bo Levi and Mike Riley. Now are we seeing, what do you feel about the quarterback play? I I would have put Cody Fajardo into that echelon, but he hasn't won yet. All those guys got great cups. Mm -hmm. Cody does not. You were one of the first guys, you were one of the very first guys to say this guy isn't all that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You still feel that way. uh, You know what? I I do still feel... Yeah, for the most part. I mean, just because it's kind of playing out how I anticipated. Now, look, Cody's hurt, and we know that. But the only thing with it is, like other people have said, and I've said this from the jump, he had a great year a few years ago. He was kind of came out of nowhere, right? He had been a third stringer. Tape had game tape, and people were able to study him. Kind of regressed a bit last year, and now this year, I would say he's playing at the same level or less than he was at last year. He's hurt though. 
the team banged up injuries on the O-line, but everybody's dealing with that. So you can't make specific excuses. It's it's tough. He's going to slug it out, and I understand why people in Saskatchewan love him. I get the heart. I, I get the leadership uh, that he brings in terms of his communication with guys on the sideline and stuff, but I kind of in a state right now, it's just I got I got to see it to believe it. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. where we're at. I, I just got to see it, and I am only I only can go off what I've seen. Wonderful point. Darian Durant got everybody off his back once he won, and Fajardo will do the same thing, but he's got to win. So, yeah. Eddie, always good, man. Awesome. Appreciate you coming down. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thank you. And we'll be back with viewer takeover right uh, after this. Next hour, the voice of the orders, Cam Moon. But he's a huge Elks fan, too, so we'll have a lot of CFL talk with him. And Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. We'll be right back to Rogers Place after this break on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live. You can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Live from Rogers Place, the RP Show continues on this Flame Tech Football Friday, and I will forewarn you, I, I want to say that we're going to switch a lot of gears over to hockey in the hour two, but we may not. For sure we will off the top of the hour. Kurt Hill will be with us, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, but also Cam Moon's going to drop by, the voice of the orders, and I know he's going to just want to talk about the Edmonton Sask CFL game. That is a fact. I ran into him in a World Juniors game here the other day, Mike, we got to get Cam on the air. I don't think we ever have. So I'm looking forward to that. But we call this viewer takeover. And so let's open up the text line now. Five, uh, sorry, 902-518-3033 to reach us right here on set at the World Juniors. And I'll take this opportunity right now to thank Sportsnet again and Gene Principe for so graciously allowing us to use their spot here for two full weeks at the World Jays. Ward in Winnipeg writes in and says, Good morning, Rod and gang. Congratulations to Andre Pruel for calling his 400th game, but he was the most hated man last night at Investors Group Field on that offside call by a big toe on that goal line stop. Instead of going for a game-winning field goal, the Bombers could have punted for a single through the end zone. What do you think? Have a great weekend, Ward in the peg. Well, I'm not going to get into game management uh, here at all. I I know the play that you're talking about, and... uh, uh, I just hate the officiating discussion. You know that, Wilf. You, or Ward, you watch it every day. Wilf in Steinbeck, Manitoba, is watching on Game Plus. He writes in and he says, It won't be the only loss for the Bombers. Squeaked a few of the nine wins by luck as it is. But sometimes you make your own luck. Go figure. Everything happens for a reason. And so the Blue Bombers aren't going 18-0. You get a face of adversity along the way. I think it would have been cool for them to go to 18-0. But if it means that they'll win a third consecutive Grey Cup, obviously you'd rather have that. Craig in Calgary writes in. He says, uh, 18-0 has never been done. That's cements legendary status. If it would have happened this year, they would have put the team into the greatest of all time talk. That's from Craig in Calgary. So you see what I'm saying, Jeff, the Stamps fan? Craig gets it. What I'm saying is, if you have an opportunity to go 18-0 and you're the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but you know you won't win the Grey Cup, which would you take? 
knowing that you've won the last two. Craig just said it. They will always remember, would have remembered the 18-0 Winnipeg Blue Bombers of 2022. You're going into the pantheon of greatest CFL teams ever. What do you remember about the 2019 Winnipeg Blue Bombers if you're not a Bomber fan? The Bomber fans will remember that forever. Straveler, Andrew Harris winning MVP and most outstanding Canadian in the Grey Cup game. Yeah, you all remember that. But to go 18-0 and cement yourself as the greatest regular season team ever, I could see why that might be something you'd be interested in. But Jeff the Stamps fan doesn't understand that. Dougal Cameron in Calgary writes in and he says, please, please, please let this be Ambrosi's last season. Enough is enough. <clears throat> Again, the CFL will decide whether that happens or not. Not us. Phil is watching in Dauphin, Manitoba, and he says, good day, good day. To quote my favorite movie, Moneyball, if we don't win the last game of the series, they'll dismiss us. 9-1 and one is still great. Best start in such a long time. They now have two weeks to work through it and hopefully will come out swinging even harder. Go Bombers! We also have people uh, texting in the World Juniors Contest, guys and gals, so we will be awarding tickets uh, after today's show to the quarterfinals and the medal games at the World Jays here, so that's exciting. Brady in Saskatchewan writes in, he says, Hey, Rod, I would pick the Grey Cup. It's a piece of cemented rich history that is won as a team and through very difficult games in the trenches. If you were to go 18-0 without winning the Grey Cup, you'd be known as the only undefeated team who couldn't finish in the playoffs when it mattered the most. And Lee and I, I think, will kick that around a little later a little more. I just think it's worthy of discussion. People say it's a dumb question. It's clearly not a dumb question. But for now, it's the 16-2 and Edmonton Eskimos of 1989. And you can look at it last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. You can look at it one of two ways. They're the greatest regular season team of all time, the 16-2 and Edmonton Eskimos. You can hang your hat on that. Or you can say, but they choked in the West Final. They're the biggest chokers in CFL history. So if you go 18-0 and and don't win a great cup, is that something to be scoffed at? I don't think so. But you don't get a ring for that. Nelson Hakowitz says, imagine a Riders Bombers Grey Cup in Saskatchewan. What a party. From Ryan in Toronto says, why do I find Zambonis so soothing? Very good question. So do I. Maybe the only thing better is listening to a morning skate and the skates cutting the ice and the pucks off the glass. I love it. Kurt Hill next hour. Cam Moon and more. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday live from Rogers Place. We'll be right back after this timeout on Game Plus TV. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.